T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, welcome everyone. It's KMOX's At Your Service. That's right, Greg Damon hanging out with you tonight here. KMOX At Your Service on a beautiful, frigid Tuesday night here in the heart of Mid-America, right here in St. Louis, coming at you tonight. We got all sorts of stuff to talk about, some great stuff. As always, hanging out in the studio right after his sports open line, our good friend Kevin Wheeler's hanging out with us. Mr. Wheeler, how are you doing, my friend? Turn on my ding microphone. Uh, first of all, Mr. Wheeler is my dad. Oh, here we go. You can call me Sir Kevin. You can call me. You can Jay call me Sir RJ Kevin. Or you yeah, can call me Sir, Ray J. Sir Kevin. Or just Sir is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we'll get to that if later. If you're into the whole brevity thing. No, I'm not. <laughs> you didn't even get the joke, did you? I did. I just choose not to. I, I choose not to egg you on. I'll put it to you that <laughs> that's, way. That's probably good. It's probably best not to encourage me. I would agree with that strategy. Anyway, for you folks playing the home game of At Your Service tonight, uh, Kevin Wheeler and I go back a long, long time. Kevin's a great guy and uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my great friends here at KMOX and I uh, love having him hang out with us and, uh, and talk a little bit uh, about, you know, some obscure sports, uh, not necessarily uh, baseball, which he's uh, phenomenal at. So, what, what, what obscure thing are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't know. Like to you, football is obscure. Actually, that's not true. You like football. I really like football. You like football football a lot. Yeah. You know, you know my son. He's a football player. Yeah, for sure, man. You're like the coach. I am the coach. You're, uh, you're the, 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 the teenager version of like Bill Parcells. I wouldn't necessarily go that way. I'm about the same size as Bill Parcells. Oh, he's bigger than you. uh, Okay. Well, thanks. In every way, like wider, (laughs) taller, the whole thing. Money. Money, <laughs> wins. Yeah, pretty much. Same with me, by the way. He's bigger than me on all those things, too. You want to hear something really cool no. uh, about my football career or my football coaching Your career? Your coaching career? Yes, I would yes. like to hear that. I, I think this is this is probably one of the coolest things that, that will ever happen to me in, uh, in, in my lifetime. So, you know, as a coach, my, my philosophy as a coach is – you know, to prepare these kids to play high school football. I think that's that's yeah, that's yeah. our job as yeah. coaches. You know, and not only that, they have life life lessons with Coach Greg. Yeah. You know, I, I we talk about shaking hands, how to look people in the eye. We talk oh, about. Nice. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's more it's more about everything. Trying to help these people out or help these uh, young men out. Uh, all great families and everything else, but you know, you 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 always have other other influences in your life. Try to be the best influence we possibly can uh, into some of these kids' lives. So. This is one of the coolest things we had our we had our end of the year uh, football uh, season, our season party, excuse me, 
And uh, these kids, there was about eight of them, and they all did impressions of me. And That's probably kind of easy to do. It was. They got it was, first. You just got to limp a little bit. Well, like one, walk across. One, the one kid up. limped back and forth, and that was his whole thing. But uh, that was it, it. was hilarious. It was hilarious. But you know, they. Uh, uh, I, you know, I'm an I'm an old school coach, man. I'm I'm you know I'm one of those guys that's yelling and stuff all the time, and uh, you know if you I hold everybody accountable when you uh, when you mess up, I'm going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. But you know that when you do it correctly, I'm going to be the first guy patting you on the back telling you how great you are. Uh, and, uh, but they all did impressions. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. Number one. Uh, and, and really, man, uh, not, not necessarily the line players, which I coach, but these were other kids that I really don't coach the running backs and other stuff like that, that, that did it. And, uh, what, uh, to me, what, what a great, what a great feeling and, and, uh, really proud of that. Yep. I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, like, and I coach too. We coach similar age people we too. Do. We do. You know, you've got junior high kids, and I coach fourteen-year-olds. Been baseball, not football. Obviously, if I coach football, it would be hilarious. <laughs> like, go hit that guy, just like me coaching Throw baseball. It! Throw it. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Take out um, the catcher. <laughs> but I do. I, I number one, I'm. I you know the, the if you're, I don't know if anybody like what t- what day is it? No, their kids aren't playing there. But some of the kids that have played for me in the past, like they'll tell you, there are times that I'm going to destroy you. Like I'm going to chew you sure. out. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to run the whole team because. We, what I'm, what we're trying to teach is, to me, it's it's how hard the sport is going to be for you if you want to keep playing. Absolutely. Now I don't I don't coach in a rec league. If I coached in a rec league, that would be my standard. Hey, let's have fun, learn a few things, let's go. But I mean, you know, in an organization that I'm with, parents are paying a lot of money because these kids have the goal of being college baseball players. Right. It's, so you it's have to high end. It's high end use right. sports, and you have to understand how hard it's going to be. Because when you're young, if you're good, sports are easy. Right. You know, when you're 10, 11, 12, and, and you're good, like you're one of the good kids, it's easy. And you're like, this is awesome. And then you get to like 13 and 14, and all of a sudden it's starting to get harder. Especially like for me as in baseball, you're moving from small fields, and I coach at 14U, you're moving to the major, major league size field at 14. Right. So all those balls you used to hit for home runs are not home runs anymore. They're outs. You're switching from a from a juicier, like more explosive bat to the same bat that co- high school and college players swing. Heavy, way heavy. It's heavier. It doesn't have the same trampoline effect. It's harder to hit for power. You're smaller than you will be when you're a. Well, again, you're swinging the right. same bat that a college player is swinging. So the game is really hard at that age, and you got to kind of get through that. Look, this is where you have to pay attention to detail. So the things that I will kill a guy over, not literally or a team is like knowing your job. I don't care if you strike out. I don't care if you make an error. I don't care what you do when it comes to that, but you need to be, you need to be in the game mentally. You need to know your job and basically work hard. That's it. You do those things. And by the way, I think part of this is important and I'm sure you do this too. To me, the most important part, because you, you know, you, you do need to be the jerk. Sometimes you need to run them. You need to yell at them. Sometimes you need to challenge them. But before any of that, you've got to build up the relationships. Absolutely. They need to know you first. got to have the positive first. And that's where, to me, the offseason is a big deal. I try to spend as much time as I can all winter long, the fall before the next spring, the whole deal, knowing them, laughing with them, telling jokes, you know, letting them laugh at me. Because I think having that first means that when you do the yelling, it's going to mean more. It's going to get more attention. But they also know that that's not all you are. Correct. You're not just there to be the dictator. 
You're not just the yeller. You're the guy that they trust who's making a really loud point. Maybe I should listen. It's kind of like with parents, right? I mean, that's how I raised my kid. You know, I mean, you, you raise them with the trust and the love and the protection and all of that first. And then when it's time when they get a little over to maybe chew someone's butt, you do it. And it and it and it you have the, the relationship that makes that productive rather than a waste of time. Because if you don't have all that other stuff, yelling is not going to help. No, you're you, you're exactly right. Yeah, you can't shout your way into someone's psyche because they're just going to tune it out if it's all you do and if it's all they know. But if they know you the other way, if they know you as a friend, if they know you or as a as a you know as a parent that cares like all that, well then yeah, when you do have to raise your voice, it means something. And that's you know that's every coach that I played for, the ones that were good, the establishment of the relationship first. Then if it was time to chew your butt, you get your butt chewed. Right. Well, you know my thing is that. Uh, uh, before practice, you know, they're out there jacking around. I'll, I'm more than happy to do that with you after oh, yeah, practice yeah. the same way. But yeah. when when my two hours are on, it, it's my two hours. You you need to pay attention to what I have going on because I only have you for basically four hours a night during the year uh, for to uh, to practice football, to learn football, to get all the plays, all the linemen. Uh, you know, you'll love this, Kevin. My first my first speech, and I do this every year because I coach the line. Is I tell the offensive linemen like. Nobody loves you here. Not one person. Just I do. Mm. I'm the only one that's going to give you any love because all these guys, all they care about is scoring touchdowns. So if the quarterback fumbles the ball, it's your fault. If the wide receiver doesn't catch it, it's your fault. If the running back takes it and he's on the outside and he knocks it out of bounds, it's your fault. It's always going to be your fault. You might as well get used to it. This is how it's going to be. Get used to it. Let's buck up. Let's get going. Yep. And that's yeah. uh, and that's my speech when I when I first start them and and you know I tell them after every practice like hey look just so you know I love you I love you I seen the stuff that you did great we go over it we talk about it and uh, the stuff that you need to work on we'll we'll get to it mm-hmm. now I will tell you this Kevin and you I, I I'm hoping you you know I, I I try to coach at a high level as well uh, for kids today obviously that want to move on play high school uh, maybe factor into college you know. They have to put the work in outside of the practices. Yes, for and, sure. And that is a huge If you want to play, thing, right again, like rec league is rec league and that should exist and it should be handled the way that 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 the, the you know the league is intended, right? Rec league rec- recreation means fun. Mm-hmm. If it's a fun league, then fun. But when you're playing competitively, part of the fun is being competitive. And also like so so if those kids have the goal of being high school football players or college players or whatever, you know, have anything beyond what they are just now doing to have fun, well then yeah. You mean, you know, there are lessons that have to be learned to be able to do that. Otherwise you will not be able to do that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's one of the great things about coaching the line for me is because all those guys gotta work together. They gotta work as a team or it just doesn't happen. Yep. So uh I do have a player that plays for me, Kevin, that you will be coaching next year. Oh. And I have been telling him how bad you are. You sure he's you sure he's gonna <laughs> you sure he's gonna be able to handle that? He goes, I hear that guy yelling all the time. I go, Oh, you wait. I'm gonna pay him money to yell at you. <laughs> that's I mean, you're gonna pay me money to yell at <laughs> that's him. That's right. That's right. Okay, that's okay. We, that might work. I thought for a second there you meant you're gonna pay the kid to yell at me no, and no, I'll be no, I'll no. just be like, Okay, stop yelling and go run. No, no. <laughs> well that's what I told those kids after they after they all did uh, uh impressions of me. I said, just so you know, I marked every one of you down, and we're going to do a bunch of laps next next year when we start football practice. Mm, okay, not going to forget that. Cool. 
So I want to tell them that. So, all right. So my big question to you, Kevin, we only got a few seconds here. Okay. So, so let's save the big question for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing you, bro. No. Uh, so obviously uh, uh, Hall of Fame uh, come out. Uh, what do you think about the steroid guys not uh, not getting in? I don't I don't like the hypocrisy of the way it plays out. I agree. I mean, so first of all, there are already players that use steroids that are in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I don't name them because I don't think it's fair without substantiation to do that. But I've had firsthand knowledge of pe- people that had firsthand knowledge themselves, so secondhand to me, sure. that have told me directly about several of the players that are in the Hall of Fame that have used steroids. And that doesn't mean they used them their whole career. It, we, that's the part of the problem is we don't even know. Like, did you use them for six months? Did you use them for eight years? Did you use them for one year to recover from an injury and then stop? None of this. We don't know any of this about any of these guys. Uh, but that's number one, right? I, I think it's it's hypocrisy to know that. Two, amphetamines are performance-enhancing drugs. It's a sport that's based on focus and, and energy, right? Like being able to focus mentally. Mm-hmm. Well, amphetamines are going to improve that. 100% all the time. People have been, I mean, there are so many players in the Hall of Fame that used amphetamines, you couldn't even count them all. I would be willing to bet you that every player that's in the Hall of Fame used amphetamines at some point. I'd be willing to make that bet. I'd probably yeah, be wrong. I, I, I'd say you're probably but pretty it, close it, on 90% probably, of that. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's probably at least 90% used amphetamines to improve their performance. Especially later in their career. But we only care if it makes muscles bigger. We don't care if it makes your reaction time better. We but, don't care if it if it it allows your mental acuity to be at top level in the in the eighth inning of a game in August when you're dead-ass tired and you can go pop a couple pills and 20 minutes later you're like, whoa! So we got that. And then finally, um, because I know you're being told to take a break, um, I don't I don't like the hypocrisy of, of Bud Seeley getting in immediately after he retired when he was the boss. He was overseeing the sport during the entire steroid era. So we have two things that one of them has to be true. He either didn't know what was happening under his nose. He didn't know the biggest scandal that was happening under his nose, or he did know, and he never said a word about it. One of those things is true, and he's in the hall. That's right. So put Clemens and Bonds in, too. I, I hope they get in on one of the committees at some point soon. I, I don't know that they will, but I hope they do. I, I hope they do as well because, you know what, and, and some of that stuff at that time that they played was legal to do. There, well, I, should, was, I shouldn't say it legal. It was illegal, but it was okay with baseball rules. Correct. Yeah. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, how do you how do you penalize a guy for that? But, you know. Well, I mean, look, I, I man, you know. But I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame as well. He should be, but he should be banned from the sport too. So. I, get I mean, it. he broke the rule. You cannot break that one. I I agree. But that was after his career, so he should be in. We got a we got one of those in hockey supposedly right now. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Hey, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, great see to you, always bro. talk to you. That's Kevin Wheeler. This is Greg Damon. You're listening to KMOX. It's at your service, my friend. Stick around. We got more to come. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, my friends, to KMOX's At Your Service. 823 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. That's right, KMOX's At Your Service. My name is Greg Damon, hanging out with you tonight all the way till 10 o'clock. Well, folks, you know, in this COVID area, uh, there's a real, real uh, uh, decline in uh, people giving blood. So the Red Cross is facing its worst blood shortage in more than a decade I've asked uh, my good friend uh, Joe Zidlow. He is the, oh my gosh, I forgot it already. He is the uh, regional, oh, come on, regional regional communications manager for the American Red Cross in Arkansas, Missouri and Arkansas. Joe uh, joined us here on the program. Sorry, Joe, my phone went blank as soon as I was talking to you. No, that's hey, that's okay. That happens. That happens to me from time to time. It's good to talk to you, my friend. <laughs> good to talk to you, Joe. It's been a long time. So, tell us uh, what's going on. I mean, obviously, blood supply is very low, uh, and you never know what's going to happen. People getting hurt all the time. I know the Red Cross tries to keep about a week's worth of blood on hand, uh, but it's really down. Yeah, it's really been. Uh, I, I think uh, you know, a couple factors is, is what I can kind of give you an idea of why I think we're, we're in this spot. And I'll go back to last summer, really, really June, late June, where we had issued an emergency appeal uh, for people to donate blood. And typically during the summer, pre-pandemic, it would always be an issue with, with getting people to come in and donate blood. They're not thinking of doing that. You're taking vacations. You might have kids in travel sports. Uh, you know, there's still different factors going. It's, it's the least of uh, you know, probably the, one of the fewer things, fewest things that are, that are on your mind and stuff. And I think, you know, usually we were able to overcome that as we get into late August, early September. And I just don't think we ever got over that hump. I think that was the problem. Um, ironically enough, when when the pandemic first hit, really the, the summer of 2020 and, you know, from about mid-June on, we didn't we avoided any kind of emergency uh, appeal. And we avoided that in the winter of 2021, in January 2021. I think it was because people just wanted to help. They figured that out. I think more as you have an opportunity to potentially get vaccinated, if that's what people want to do, I think people are trying to get back to their life. I think they're trying to get back to doing things that maybe they didn't do in 2020 and back in 2021. And, and I think that's kind of where we've, where we've been, you know, we just never got over the hump over the summer this year into September. Or so when usually, you know, we're able to do that. And, you know, as we were trying to sort of chip away at it, get, get a little bit better going into November. Well, then Thanksgiving hits and then you've got all the holidays in December. So sure. it's just, really been a perfect storm. It's a long answer, but kind of giving you some, some background and kind of what I think. And, and now we're in the wintertime where it's cold and flu season. Obviously, that, that affects things. Winter weather will be coming, cold weather, severe cold weather, and, and COVID still very much in play here. So it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge here, and we just have to get people out if they're healthy and eligible to come and donate. I will say my wife and I, that's one thing that we really believe in, and uh, we try to give uh, blood as often as we can. Uh, because it's just you, you just never know when uh, never know when you may need it yourself. So you know it's one of the easiest things that that folks can do for sure. Well, it is. It only takes an hour of your time. It doesn't cost anything. Obviously, our time's valuable. Uh, you know, you, you want to make sure you do that. But I think you 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 hit it on the head, Greg. Is that you'd want that blood available for for a loved one, or if you needed it yourself, 
And that's why I think people, you know, want to, you know, those that, that donate regularly and myself included, you know, you just think, hey, I'd like it to be there for, for me if I needed it and stuff. And I think that's the issue that we're having right now. And, and it's really it's really, you know, putting a, 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 a stranglehold um, on what doctors in the area can do. You know, we partner up with uh, Barnes Jewish uh, St. Louis Children's Hospital, just a couple to name here, a Mercy in the area here in the St. Louis area. And when we can't give them the full assortment of blood products that they expect on a daily basis because of these shortages, that means they're they're having to, to pause procedures, potential life-saving procedures. That means somebody that may need blood transfusion for blood disease or for some type of, you know, fighting a cancer treatment or whatever, they're not getting that full assortment of it. And that's going to affect their health as well. So uh, again, it has a ripple effect in things. Um, the good news is, you know, ever since we've issued this, you know, we m- mentioned this national blood crisis that, that we have been in and, and all the blood organizations really have been in across the country. Uh, ever since then, people have stepped up. Lots of appointments are being made. Now we need people to follow through with those appointments, hopefully stay healthy and, you know, be able to, to go and donate. And hopefully in the next, you know, few weeks or to a month, we can get out of this. But it's it's not just an easy thing where you can snap your finger in one or two days worth of a bunch of appointments are going to get us out of this. It's going to it's going to take a while. Well, I know a lot of people are saying, "Hey, you know, look, they've canceled elective surgeries and things like that." But that doesn't matter. You know, car crashes still happen. Things around the house still happen. You never know. As I said, you just never know what's going to go on in your life. It can change in an instant where you may need to have blood yourself. Well, you mentioned the trauma situation. That's a great example, and that's also a reason why we, you know, I do so many of these interviews and I talk about type O blood being so important. And, and the reason O negative and, and men, in some cases O positive, but really O negative, that's universal blood type that can be transfused to anyone. That's what happens when there's a trauma situation. If somebody needs an emergency blood transfusion, they're in a car accident, could have uh, you know, severed a, a, some type of a, of a vein where they're bleeding out. They need to get an emergency blood transfusion. O negative is the type of, of blood that, that paramedics and hospitals are going to, they're going to need that right away in order to transfuse that because they know that that can go to anybody. So that's real important. Uh, I think we, you know, some other factors that have that have been in, you know, the reason that we've we've had these issues, even going back to last summer, is there have been more trauma situations. I think more people have been out on the roads, more people are traveling. I think last summer versus the prior summer, where maybe they weren't doing that when we were in the throes in the early stages of the first, you know, three to four or five months of COVID, figuring, hey, maybe I don't want to do that now. But you know, this year, hey, you know, I got myself, you know, last summer I got myself vaccinated or. I feel better about things. What I want to go out, I want to make up for lost time. And when there's more people on the road, as you know this, Greg, you, you being an expert in that too as well, there is more chance for, for a trauma situation. And that's, you know, that becomes very, very difficult when, again, we don't have enough of, of, of those blood products because any type of a car accident, some type of a particular situation that happens, I've had hospitals and, and doctors tell me this, that can really bleed, uh, literally and figuratively bleed out your, dr- your, your blood supply if someone comes in and has, uh, you know, something that may need several units, even at times 100 units of blood uh, for a particular procedure. No, absolutely. And, Joe, uh, one last question before I let you go. I, I mean, some folks out there may be thinking, hey, is it safe to give blood? I mean, with all the COVID stuff going on, is it safe to give blood? Yeah, it, it definitely is. We've had our safety and, and health protocols in, in place really since the beginning of April 2020. Um, everybody has to wear a mask regardless of, of vaccination status. I know some people think that's great. Some people don't agree with that, but we've had a universal policy of, of, of everybody having to be masked, whether it's a donor, volunteer, or staff member since the beginning of August of, of, of 2021, just to be consistent, to have a policy. Every, everybody's policy seems to change. If you go from city or 
state to state or county to county. We wanted to have one universal policy. So everybody's masked up, extra wipe downs uh, with our sanitary wipes at the beds uh, before and after you donate, hand sanitizer all over the place. We're, we're socially distancing people. We're telling people also to make appointments so that there's not an overflow of people waiting and people getting bunched up in areas so we can spread people out. So the only last thing I would tell you, do redcrossblood.org, Red Cross Blood Donor app, or 1-800-RED-CROSS. Make an appointment. You can search by zip code. And we actually encourage you to do that now as well because we are having blood drives canceled due to COVID. We're seeing more and more of these drives getting canceled. So we're looking for more opportunities, and there may not be a lot of uh, uh, places for people to donate. So if you can't find a, a donation opportunity or a blood drive the next couple of weeks, please look three weeks out. We really, really need it. Please be patient with us too as well. We're going through winter too. Our staff gets sick from time to time. There's, there's things that we have to adjust and maybe reschedule. But just bear with us. We're, we're trying to get through this like everybody else. Well, Joe Zidlow, Regional Communications Manager, American Red Cross, Missouri and Arkansas, thanks so much for joining us and, uh, and filling us in, Joe. Well, thanks so much, Greg. Great to talk to you, and I appreciate it. And uh, I hope everybody, uh, hope everybody stays safe. And, hey, if you're healthy and eligible, please come out and, and help us out by donating blood. Thanks so much, Joe. We'll talk soon. Thanks again, Greg. That's Joe Zidlow, my friends, talking about the blood shortage here. This is uh, KMOX is at your service. We're due a break. We're going to come back. Talk us, we're going to talk a little bit about something you're going to be very interested in. For your safety, for your kids' safety as well. Stick around. More to come. Welcome back, everyone. 837 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. Greg Damon sitting in tonight at your service here on KMOX. Hey, folks, you know, I was reading a story. Uh, I got to tell you, this is this is kind of really scary uh, when you think about it. I was reading a story about, uh, about a young... Uh, Young woman who was out uh, at a uh, at a nightclub with some friends. Uh, she was waiting for some for some people. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, had her coat over the back of the chair. And then all of a sudden, uh, when she was leaving, she got a uh, she got a uh, text that said, "Hey, she was being tracked." Found out that somebody had put an Apple eye tag on her in her coat. And now all of a sudden, these people were were uh, tracking her. For more on this, I've uh, asked. Uh, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, he's retired. He spent 30 years in law enforcement, uh, mostly out in New Jersey and also in Las Vegas. He is a public safety expert, and he's been kind enough to join us here on KMOX this evening. Randy, thanks for joining us on the program. It is a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I got to tell you, man, this is uh, this is a real scary experience for us, uh, us folks that have uh, kids, obviously, or for young people out there that uh, frequent nightclubs and things like this. You know, it used to be... You know, when I was a kid, you always heard about uh, people drugging drinks and things like that. This is a whole different level. Yeah, this is a whole different level. And I guess, you know, technology is a double-edged sword, isn't it? It, it is um, absolutely it, a double-edged sword. You know, we, we, we take uh, a, an innocent product, something that is meant to, you know, find keys and, and uh, you know, kind of keep track of yourself with stuff that you, you leave, you know, leave around and you want to find it. Well, somebody figured out that you could use it for a malevolent and evil purpose. And uh, that's what happened in this, this case in, uh, with this young woman who, uh, you know, who would think, who would even consider this, you know, as a, as a, you know, a normal human being that, you know, you're just living your life and you, how would you think that somebody would uh, use a device like this to track you? And, right. and, and, you know, luckily, she happened to have an Apple iPhone. Otherwise, 
if she had had a different device, she would not have known that she was being followed by this by whoever it was that did it. Uh, I want to get into that in just a second, but I mean, this is like this is like spy stuff. This is like Mission Impossible, uh, KGB kind of stuff. Well, you know, tracking devices have been used by law enforcement for many, many years. Um, you know, they've of course because the technology now exists. You know, they're they're so miniaturized um, that uh, that they're very, very difficult to detect. And you know, you can t- you take a simple product like this that costs next to nothing, you put it in the in the hands of a stalker, and you've just weaponized something that can lead to serious consequences, um, you know, even even some of the worst crimes that you can imagine because of it. A- absolutely. It's, it's just, for me, it's real scary. So let's talk about the Apple iPhone. Tell us how she was able to get an alert that somebody was uh, tracking her. Well, apparently the technology that that um, is is existing now is if you have an Apple device and you are being tracked after a certain amount of time, your your Apple uh, uh, phone sounds an alarm that you are that you are being tracked, um, which I find interesting. Except, what if you don't have an Apple device? Right. You know, did you just you just become a victim? Is that is that is that where we are today? I, I guess. Or what? What if somebody is using one of those uh, you know knockoff uh, Air Tags from another manufacturer? Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, what it, what it really comes down to is we have to be more and more protective of our own safety because of technology. Now, you know, we we all know that there are other abuses that are possible from technology we know that there are ways for hackers to get into your into your television into your devices that are in your house um and and so you know it's i don't it's very difficult to know how to protect yourself from all of the technology um exposures that exist out there you know you're absolutely right you know it's funny uh as as we had talked uh, uh, a couple of days ago about uh, about the interview, this today I was actually reading a story about a lady that uh, they were moving cross country, and she had one of these uh, Apple uh, Air Tags in the stuff in the mover's van, and the movers were late getting out there and said that they had some issues, and you know she was able to track them all over the place where they weren't anywhere close. It was kind of bizarre. Well, you know, and and so this. <laughs> This, this becomes that double-edged sword that we're talking about, where there are so many positive uses for it. Um, I was actually involved in a, uh, in a situation just last week where um, a friend of mine's wife was pickpocketed. And because um, they had a tracking device on the phone, the, the suspect was later uh, apprehended and uh, and is now you know facing facing a, a criminal sentence. So you know there's there's the positives and the negatives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we're visiting with uh, Lieutenant Randy Sutton. He's retired, spent uh, 30 years in law enforcement in New Jersey and also in Las Vegas. Which, well, I'd love to love to pick your brain on that sometime. But that was a but that was a hoot as well. So, uh, but we're talking about uh, ways that folks are tracking. You know, and, and one of the other things, uh, Randy is. 
you know, they can. I've also heard of them placing these AirPods in your on somebody's car and be able to follow that car if they want to steal the car or, you know, cause you harm or something else with that. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the the other part of these these tracking devices. You know, when you're talking about the positive aspects, on the polar opposite, there's the negative aspects. Um, now, I don't. I'm not quite sure of what the range of these devices are, um, but they. Uh, you know, certainly, if someone has an urge and a desire to track you, and they have easy access to a device like this, and they, you know, they, they want to put forth that effort, uh, you can be targeted. And, and the, the you know, with, with some devices, um, you know, in, in, the, in the police world, tracking devices can be detected by certain, you know, electronic um, other devices that are that are you know countermeasures. Sure, but I'm not sure that these that they exist. You know, commonly for something you know this nature. Are are reasonable cost wise as well? I would think. Yeah, e- exactly. So what it really comes <clears throat> down to, we have you know we have to we have to decide what kind of world are we going to live in? Are we going to be paranoid? Are we going to be, you know, subjected to more and more, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, concern for our own safety with these devices out there? Or are we going to just live our lives and, and do the best that we can to be situationally aware? And that's really what it comes down to with, uh, with many of the victims that um, we have seen as victims of crimes, uh, especially you know, stalking crimes, um, sexual assault crimes. Many of these people have been targets of opportunity because they have not been situa- situationally aware. Correct. For instance, and sometimes it's by design. You know, you mentioned earlier about roofies. You know, we, we you know, went, went through a, a period of time when women were being targeted in bars. They would They would turn their head for a moment and somebody would drop, uh, a, nar- a, nar- a drug into their drink in in the effort to sexually assault them. And we saw this, you know, thousands of times across the nation. And, um, you know, this is just another one of those instances where we've got to be aware of our surroundings at all times. You leave your jacket on the, on the, uh, on the back of your chair and you go to dance and, you know, you, you have to be. You have to live your life. So, the other part of that is you got to be situationally aware, and and target harden yourself. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more, Randy. <clears throat> Excuse me. We got to do a little break. When we come back. I want to talk some more. Can you hang around for a little bit? I'll be right here. All right, fantastic, folks. We are visiting with Lieutenant Randy Sutton and uh, talking a little about. He's a public safety effort expert, and we are talking a little bit about how to protect yourself a little bit better. Got to do some business. We'll be right back. You're listening to KMOX at your service. Welcome back, everyone. 8.51 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. You're listening to KMOX is at your service. Greg Damon hanging out with you all the way till 10 o'clock tonight. 
And we are visiting with Lieutenant Randy Sutton. He is uh, a public safety expert, spent 30 years in law enforcement uh, in New Jersey and also in Las Vegas. We're going to save that for another show, that's for sure. But uh, we were kind of talking a little about uh, different type of uh, Apple AirPods being used to track people, stalk people, things like that. Randy, I have one more question real quick. Um, sure. And, and is there anything that, that maybe Apple is doing to uh, – uh, I know we kind of talked about the, the, the young woman, the, the phone alerted her that she was being tracked, but is there any way that Apple is doing anything to prevent this? Or is there any way we can protect ourselves? Well, the, the way to protect ourselves is to be aware of our surroundings and not put ourselves in a position to be a victim. Um, that, you know, unfortunately, people go to bars, their inhibitions diminish, um, their, uh, you know, awareness of their surroundings diminishes. And, um, you know, the, the unfortunate reality is that anybody can become a victim. It depends on, on uh, you know, what is happening around you. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I tried to do some research on how many documented cases this has affected, and, and there doesn't appear to be many. Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's because people just don't know that they are being tracked or victimized. But um, law enforcement hasn't had a lot of reports of this taking place. So that's the good news. Um, when it comes down to what Apple is doing, the the their response when this was made public was kind of uh, weak, if you will. Um, they they basically pointed out that this was a a device that was used for innocent purposes, and you know they, it can be perverted for others. Uh, so I don't think they're really actively looking at countermeasures or uh, or even bringing it to the attention of the of of people you know who are customers. Well, Randy, we've got a couple minutes here, but I want to ask you something. You are the founder of the Wounded and Blue, which is a nationwide charitable organization whose mission is to improve the lives of injured and disabled law enforcement officers. Tell us a little about that. Exactly. So uh, many people, we're a nonprofit charitable organization made up of all police officers who have been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up and screwed over. And all of the peer team officers of this organization want to continue to serve their their brethren. And, uh, you know, last year was absolutely astounding when it comes down to how many officers were killed, murdered, and also uh, physically assaulted in the line of duty. We were at about 100,000 who were assaulted last year, which is just an absolutely astounding number. Many of those Officers were critically injured. Uh, some, uh, you know, besides those who lost their lives, hundreds and hundreds of them have lost their careers. And um, that's just the physical injuries. Let's not discount the thousands of officers who are suffering from post-traumatic stress injuries as well. So our organization works to improve their lives through peer support, education, assistance, and legislation. And you know, it's, excuse me. Uh, we're actually going to be um, doing a golf tournament in St. Louis in uh, in June. There's a, a police training company, all made up of uh, police officers from the St. Louis area, who truly believe in the mission of the Wounded Blue, and so they have an event 
scheduled for June 3rd at the Bear Creek Golf Course in Wentzville. And uh, I would love for, you know, your, your golfers who are also, you know, listeners of yours uh, to take down this website number so they can come out, support the Wounded Blue, play some golf, meet some celebrities, and have a great time. That sounds uh, yeah. I was gonna say that sounds w- great. We got about a we got a minute minute left here. Let's go ahead and get the website out. www.wbgolfstl.com. www.wbgolfstl.com. And I'm going to be down there. I would love to meet your listeners and um, and have a great time uh, on June third. That sounds great. Hey, Randy, I want to thank you so much for joining us out here. We'll have you back on before uh, before we go to uh, uh, or before the golf tournament. We'll talk a little bit more about that. How about that? That sounds fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, folks. That's Randy Sutton, retired uh, law enforcement and uh, public safety expert, talking about that. Folks, we're just about out of time this hour. Don't worry. We're going all the way till 10 o'clock. All sorts of great stuff coming up. Randy Rayleigh's going to join us coming up. If you remember that name, we got some wild stuff to talk about. That's coming up next on At Your Service on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.